Welcome, everyone, to the Jake Dunlap Show. This is your weekly dose of real success stories from entrepreneurs, athletes, celebrities, CEOs, and the people that you love. If you've ever wondered what makes people tick, what are the weird things that happened to them in their past that helped to shape the people that they've became? Every Thursday at 8 a.m. Eastern, you can tune in and get exactly that. The behind behind the scenes, not the typical behind the scenes, but the real stories that shaped some of the people that you know, love, and follow. Okay, number four here. And some of you, if you follow my content, you might, you might be like, did Jake Dunlap just say relationship building? Did he just say that relationship building is like a thing? Let me explain to you my definition of relationship building. Okay, and this is really important here. <clears throat> so relationship building, okay? Let me tell you what relationship building is in 2023 and is not in 2023. Relationship building isn't being the most likable person in the room. It's not saying, okay, well, yeah, let me see what I can do for you. Oh, yeah, sure, whatever. Relationship building, the people that people value the most from a relationship standpoint. And I want you to just, you know, you can close your eyes and think about your own personal network as well. Um, or who, you know, you can think about work. Who are the people that you value the most? Who are the people that you enjoy talking to the most? Is it the real nice, friendly, affable guy? He's like, yeah, this is great. Oh, yeah, let me see what I can do for you. I, I, you know, I like that guy. He's nice. He's, you know, she, she's great and very, like, helpful. Um, but is that the kind of person where I'm like, man, I can't wait for this call with Susan or whatever. I got to get some new names. Nobody's named Susan anymore. You know, shout out if you are named Kelly. Let's just go Kelly, right? Um, I'm like, yeah, Kelly's nice and all. But instead, you know, um, we want someone who gets our business, who knows our like internal politics. This isn't external politics, FYI. Um, I'm not saying you have to learn if they're like, you know, left or right. This is their internal um, politics. Um, and you've got to go and establish new relationships. Um, you know, you've got to go out and establish new ways to get inside their business. A great account manager is understand this. In two years, it is more likely than not the person you sold to will no longer be at that company. Right? Three years, sure. Four, four years, you know, 90%, 95%. Right? So if you are not going out and getting new relationships, you're you're in trouble. And so again, like one of the things I did, uh, uh, we've done a lot of work with LinkedIn over the years. Um, shout out to Alyssa Merwin and her team and David Cohen and all the folks in the LTS team. Um, uh, we've done a lot of work with LinkedIn. And I remember one specific session when I was doing with their sales leaders. And we were talking about this you know, kind of account management, account growth. And I don't know if I'd said it this way before or something, but something in my head clicked as I was talking to them. And I said... If you all want to prevent churn, forget everything I've talked about, about how to run a, a monthly... Forget all that. Just go and make sure you have two relationships in every account. By the way, a relationship isn't somebody that you met with one time. My friends, that was like a random encounter. Somebody uh, other than your main point of contact that you meet with on a quasi-regular basis that's at least at their point of power or higher. If you want to reduce turn, churn... Just do that. If you take away anything from this conversation, 
if you just told your team, hey, every account, we have two. And if it's a bigger account, we've got at least three or four relationships. That's it. Your churn is just going to plummet. So there you go. And feel free. By the way, we've got about 15 minutes left. If you all have questions, you're like, Jake, can you go deeper here? Or you've got some questions, you know, feel free to start dropping them in there. I'm happy to do that. I've got two more things I'm going to talk about. Oh, there it is. The quarterly business review. So I've already been teasing this one a little bit. Um, and for some of you guys, this the quarterly business review, it could be monthly. Um, if it's a strategic, it's a tier one. It could be quarterly for tier twos. It could be biannually for tier threes. Doesn't really matter. Um, what goes into a great QBR? And I, you know what? I'm gonna, I'm just going to type it out for you. Okay. So there's a you know the first the first thing is the scorecard or like recapping the business priorities. Okay. Just so you know, the goal of a QBR is not to review usage metrics or troubleshoot issues. That that is probably the biggest mistake. Is the QBR turns into like oh we've got to reposition some licenses or like. You know, we're talking about usage. The reality is a QBR is to talk about the business, not to talk about the usage. I don't want to talk about, oh, well, we had this hiccup with the, you know, the, the team in the South. I don't want to talk about any of that. The QBR, the business is a business review. Now, you might tell your, pro, you know, your, your customer, you might say, hey, Looking forward to a conversation on Friday. I know we've got a couple of housekeeping items to get out of the way up front. So we'll, we'll, we'll cover a little bit of that, but we might want to set up a separate call next week. You don't want them to view you as like the, the triage person. Chapstick's not coming out. Um, you don't want them to view you as like the, oh, I just talked to Jake because he helps me with my admin stuff. Yuck. All right, I want to be your business partner. And so QBR is not to review usage metrics. It is not to... I mean, usage metrics, you could maybe review, but it's not to troubleshoot issues. That's that's 100% number one. Okay. Um, so you go in, you review the scorecard. Hey, here's the business metrics. Are we still tracking? Great. Then number two, I've got one piece of value to add that I bring every time. So number one is view scorecard. View scorecard. Scorecard. Number two is uh, value add insight boom then number three is like you could say like usage or and i'll, I'll recap for y'all usage or um plans for the next quarter and then referral ask i'm going to copy and paste this in for y'all and then referral ask and end meeting this is what goes into a good qbr I will send this over. All right. All right. From my friends on Zoom, here you go to bio. Okay, so that's what's up, y'all. Um, value add insight. Again, go Google something. Go chat GPT something. Add value in every interaction. I want people to view a monthly review, a quarterly review. I talk to Jake because I learn stuff. He is smart. He knows what he's talking about, about my space, my industry, and trends. He's making me smarter. You know, he's getting me invited to podcasts or whatever it is. Um, then we talk through, great, the strategies, what we're working on together, and then referral ask. Oh, my friends, have we forgot about this one? Again, a referral ask could be something very, very simple. It could just be an introduction to a new department. 
There are two big things that go into how to ask for a referral the correct way. Um, so, all right, Kelly, no problem. Um, if you're asking for a referral, you say this, do the research on LinkedIn ahead of time of the people you think you want to get introduced to and tee those names up for them. Boom. That's what you got to do. You got to do that. Okay. Um, so do that. And then number two is say, great. So, hey, I saw on LinkedIn that your, your counterparts in the UK are John and, and Sally. Do you ever work with John and Sally? Um, yeah, I know John. Okay. If, if, if you don't mind, if I tee up a quick email for you, would you mind forwarding it to them really quickly? Thank you. Find the people. Alfred to tee up the just that you're going to tee up the email. And right. And then if they're like, I don't know them, hey, no problem. Do you know anyone in the UK office? If not, then you can just reach out. Or hey, do you mind if I reach out to them? I use your name. So this goes kind of into the building relationships, but that's how you ask for a referral. Tee up the people. And uh, after you tee up the people, uh, offer to, uh, oh, I didn't put it in for my Zoom friends. Let me just put in five, two. Okay. Five. They're out of order. Don't worry about it. Uh, here you go. So last but certainly not least, um, I've already talked about account prioritization. Probably should have started with this in retrospect. Um, is that you don't have to have all of these for every customer. Instead, you just want to have standardized processes for how you're going to interact with each customer. It could be if somebody's spending $1,000 a month, maybe with them, I've got every 60 days we connect. Um, and then on the you know fourth month, I send them a gift. On the you know sixth month, I send them a blah, or we have a a follow-up, maybe I only meet with them once every you know six months, but I have like very value-add touch points. So just make sure that you have these prioritized accounts where you have proactive touch points set that you can set in onboarding. So in onboarding, I might say, great. So here are the meetings that we're going to have over the course of the year. We're going to do this, this, this. And if you already do your accounts based on, again, I, I call it not just how much they're spending, but propensity to spend. That might just not be size. It could be other X factors. Maybe it's like their speed of growth or something like that. I think a lot of people, one of the issues I see them make is they only spend time or their tier one accounts are 100% based on how much money people are spending now versus they could spend. And could spend isn't just size. It could be other factors. So just make sure you think about it that way. Um, so that's what's up. You do those six things. So to recap it, one, 120-day renewal plan. Two, stay relevant. Stop touching base, checking in, or catching up. Nobody wants to meet with people that, that do any of those things. Number three, make sure you're tracking their metrics that you're trying to achieve. Usage metrics are not good. You need business impact message. Uh, uh, message? Business impact metrics. I'm having to fast today. I've got to give blood later. So um, I might go loopy here in a second. Number four, relationship building. It is not being the most likable person in the room. It is understanding different people within their, their organization and building allies. Number five is quarterly business review. And number six is account uh, prioritization. You do those six things. If you do those things, you are going to massively grow your current accounts in 2023. If you do not, you are going to continue to have a organization that is nearly solely focused on um, reactive problem solving, which sucks. You don't want to be in reactive problem solving land. Nobody wants to be in reactive problem solving land. Okay, you want to be proactively working with customers, helping them to you know solve business challenges, and that's what I want to help you to do as well. So I hope this helps some of you out there as you're going into this account prioritization. You're going into like how should we work with people? If you do, you can even just do a couple of these things your team is going to turn into an account growth machine. 
Thank you, everyone, again for listening to another episode. If you are listening all the way to the end, I hope you have left a review. I hope that you make sure that you're following or subscribing on your favorite podcast listening apparatus. We'll be back next Thursday. And again, make sure to check out the Monday episodes as well, too. A lot of people are really enjoying these kind of mini episode Mondays. So make sure to tune in, subscribe, and leave a review. 